Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. When were the... What school's that? Where's that story? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hey, I'm Jesse Dukes, and since I moved to Chicago almost two years ago, I've noticed something about the place. Something that's made its way into nearly every story I've reported. Our questioner, Anthony, has noticed the same thing. Here he is. Um, Anthony? Jesse, this is Sean in the control room. Um, Anthony never actually responded to our emails, so new plan here. I'm going to read his question, okay? Uh, okay. Go ahead. Anthony writes, why does our inferiority complex toward New York exist, and when exactly did it start? Okay, thanks, Sean. Uh, so I guess Anthony's talking about stuff like, you know, deep dish versus New York pizza, Cubs versus Mets, Second City Theater versus Saturday Night Live. But... Those are rivalries, right? And Anthony didn't say rivalry. He said inferiority complex. Now, you might bristle a little at that term, but let's do a little experiment. Here I am downtown. I'm just going to walk around and ask some people what cities they think rival Chicago. Definitely New York. New York. Yeah. New York. Yep. First three I talked to, Chicagoans consider New York their rival. But what about New Yorkers? We asked our friend Emmanuel, who lives in New York, to check it out. What do you think are New York's rivals? Tokyo, maybe Paris, Tokyo. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. Um, London. I think Los Angeles. And Venice, that's it. Miami is one. Um, New Orleans. I mean, Jersey City in New Jersey. Nothing, really. I would actually say nothing. What about Chicago? Uh, Chicago? No, it's not the same thing. I don't know. I mean, Chicago's like... Chicago. You don't really hear much about it. So Anthony might be onto something. If you think you're in a rivalry and the other side doesn't, that may be an inferiority complex. Well, it's too bad Anthony's not here because I'm going to tell you about a time when New Yorkers did see Chicago as their rival. And that rivalry shaped both cities. I mean, literally physically helped shape them. And we'll get to the origin of that nickname, Second City. The story starts in the 1800s with... Well, is it rude to call it an inferiority complex? Can I be psychological for a second? I Please. mean, I think it was sort of an inferiority complex. Huh. Newspaper historian Richard Younger. The New York people, the Eastern people, <laughs> made royal fun of Chicago up until the Civil War. It's a swamp. Nobody wants to live there. The mosquitoes are the number one occupant of the place. In the 1840s, Chicagoans couldn't really argue. But Chicago was growing. Americans believed that one city, maybe Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cleveland, one city would emerge as the great Western metropolis. By the 1860s, Chicago had clawed its way into the running. One Chicagoan boasted, The city that was unborn in 1830 in 1864 leads the cities of the whole earth in lumber, breadstuffs, and pork. So Chicago had trade. But population was what counted then. 
and in 1865, Chicago still trailed St. Louis. But Chicago, fueled by its industry and the railroads, grew like mad, and by 1880 had blown St. Louis out of the water. By 1890, Chicago was the nation's, quote, second city in population behind New York. Now, New York hadn't been too worried, but around that time, the World's Columbian Exposition was announced, a.k.a. the World's Fair, and they thought it would be in New York. And then Chicago shows up on the scene. Marshall Field and some of these other wealthy to-doers in Chicago, they put together this proposal, and with some wheeling and dealing, Chicago lands the World's Fair. All of a sudden, there's all these things that turn up in New York newspapers and Mm about, you know, how the people in Chicago are uncultured. Women in Chicago have big feet. But when New Yorkers went low, Chicagoans went low, taunting New York right back. Every train they said that came to Chicago added to the population. And all the expectations were that in the census of 1900, that Chicago would have been the first city. Is it clear that they were a little worried about Chicago at that point? Not a little, a lot. Chicagoans, on the other hand, were ready to be number one. But New York had a plan. Back then, New York was just Manhattan. But Brooklyn, right next door, was a very large city. So in 1898, New York merged with Brooklyn and the other boroughs, nearly doubling its population. Chicago looked at whether it could swallow up more nearby suburbs. And they were actually talking about consolidating, like, Gary, Indiana, (laughs) in suburbs in another state, you know, maybe even up into Wisconsin. Yeah, a city spanning three states wasn't practical. And Chicago realized it had come in second. People in Chicago shrug their shoulders and say, second city. But that term, second city, it's just what they called the number two population city. It didn't develop into a nickname until 50 years later, when the New Yorker magazine writer A.J. Liebling spent a year in Chicago. He wrote about the city in a 1952 book called The Second City. Chicagoans took the book and its title as an insult and sent Liebling bushels of hate mail. Liebling's tone was snobby at times. He wrote that elite Chicagoans tend to fly to New York to see Broadway plays. It's not considered smart to admit to having seen any play in Chicago because this implies either A, you haven't seen the real play, or B, that you haven't the airplane fare, or C, that you are indifferent to nuances and might, therefore, just as well go back to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, where you went to high school. Snarky. But if you keep reading, Liebling's not so much criticizing Chicago's theater as an attitude. He writes, even when excellent productions come to Chicago, Chicagoans don't go see them. They assume their theater is worse than New York's even when it isn't. Again, inferiority complex. Now, that title, Second City, it stuck around. And some of the people I talked to on the streets suggest Chicagoans still have a chip on their shoulder. They do, because Chicago is kind of upset that they think they're number two second city. Okay, but keep in mind, it was the Second City Improv Theater, not A.J. Liebling, that popularized that nickname. And in 1984, when Los Angeles passed Chicago in population, Chicago kept calling itself the second city. It's Chicago that's keeping this thing going. Maybe because it's kind of fun. But when it comes down to what people really value, say, where they want to live, that is a different story. Let me leave you with this. Have you ever thought that you would rather live in New York City? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, not even a little bit. No, I did live there, and I moved away for a reason, so... <laughs> no, because that's like a bigger Chicago to me. Chicago is just like New York, but it's friendlier and cleaner. There's no place like Chicago, even though she has her problems. She's a beautiful city. Reporting for this story came from me, Jesse Dukes. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. We're the second city to no one in the world. In the the galaxy, we're not second city. And our food is phenomenal. What's your favorite kind of Chicago food? Well, they can't beat our Chicago dogs or our pizza. They had a pizza that you got to fold in half to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to hold it and fold it in half to eat it. Where ours, you could just take a bite and all of the flavors just come. City is supported by the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, offering a Master of Science in Historic Preservation. A two-year program, students are taught archival documentation, building conservation, and architectural history. Students benefit from internships, fieldwork, and community engagement projects. The Master of Science in Historic Preservation program offers unparalleled training in Chicago, the birthplace of modern architecture. Apply by February 1st. Details at saic.edu backslash Curious City. Next time on Curious City... When I rub that ticket, what could I see? Let's be real. Who hasn't dreamed of winning the lottery? Just think of all the cool things that money could buy. New car, new house, new rings for my wife. But profits should be for the public good. Schools, charities, construction, right? Where Illinois State Lottery money is being spent. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. It's the lottery. It can pay to play because there's a million dollars waiting. And you could win today. Before we start the show... We here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.